Okay, hello and welcome to the Bryce Cast. This is episode 10. I'm, of course, Bryce. Thank you for all the love on the YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts so far. I'm enjoying doing these. I'll try and do as many as possible. But we have another great show for you this week. Join me this week, co-founder of Deserto, probably the leading Call of Duty esports coverage website out there at the moment. It's Mike Kent or Deserto. Mike, how are you? I'm good, Bryce. Thanks very much. Just enjoying... Um... Although it's on a delay, I'm enjoying your hair. It looks fantastic. It's outrageous again, isn't it? Um, it's. I mean, I've never seen this this like shark fin thing going, but um, it's usually, I'm actually enjoying it. It's usually like a mohawky thing, but like my problem is my hair. Like it goes, ah, oh, it's it's okay. It's long. It's it's outrageous. It just can't do anything with it. So yeah, I need to go get another haircut and book another appointment and do all the COVID prep and all that sort of stuff that you have to do for it at the moment. So yeah, and I've, yeah. It, I've been putting it off again. <laughs> So, Can I just say, Bryce? I mean, as much as I appreciate you saying that we're the large, possibly the largest COD esports news website in the world, yeah, we're the largest esports website in the world, or if you call it generic esports anyway, maybe HLTV from pure, pure CSGO. But aside from that, we're the we're the largest. Okay, well, I I, I wanted to say more. But I'm always wary of making a mistake um, in those regards. Oh, right, yeah. But that's I think well. That's... To be fair, I mean. You don't. I mean, you you can see like some. You can see some numbers with certain tools and stuff. But yeah. you know, I mean, if you're talking about like the size of our socials, we've got nearly eight million followers across all our socials, including obviously one of the big ones, which is Charlie Intel. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess we have expanded a little bit beyond esports, so people are hesitant. But definitely, definitely, I think we're definitely the biggest. <laughs> hey, I, definitely the best. You know, <laughs> there's. I have no issue with that. That's one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about because. Let's get straight into it then, right? Um, so many things to talk about, and we can. This is definitely going to go on a few tangents because you've been around for so long. We're going to dive into yeah, it. Yeah, but Deserto, uh, its reputation and the way people look at the site somehow, even for me, right? I've struggled in the past to forget that you guys are no longer that small, dinky operation with like three of you going to events and yeah. trying to figure this stuff out by yourselves. Because you expanded so rapidly over a couple of years, and it was almost like people didn't notice as much even though obviously your numbers were there well what well, what do you mean well like take for instance take obviously you won the uh the coverage website of the year last year yeah at the esports awards right now i remember being in those panel meetings and speaking on on deserto's behalf and saying look realistically now i found out a bit more about the business you know they have expanded massively they do do incredibly good numbers right and it's something we can't ignore the previous year, you still had very good numbers, but it was almost as if people knew of you but didn't know the extent of what you were actually doing. Like people didn't yeah. really realize the well, numbers it, you were putting it? through in socials. They didn't really recognize how many clicks you were getting. You know, this this rash of content you guys currently put out is phenomenal. And like I yeah. said, for me personally, it was a difficult mental jump for me to not just think of you as the three, you know, guys and the, the few others I've always known. To and and obviously the old COD forum to the the powerhouse you now are. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about Deserto, we we started so we started Deserto with an X anyway. To started in 2015, and that was born about. I was away working um, in a normal job, quote unquote normal, uh, working in recruitment. And Chris, Josh, and Nico, they basically got some investment, um, like an angel investor, to come back. And the idea was let's start, um, let's restart to settle properly. Let's do it full time. Let's put everything behind it. Let's turn it into like this big media company. Let's disrupt, quote unquote, 
the uh, the industry and really kind of like bring this style that we knew we had, but we just hadn't been able to, you know, in the past, it hadn't really come across. So, yeah. you know, set up a new website, had all these ideas, you know, and at first we were like, we're going to be this 24-7 esports coverage website where it'll combine like, you know, HLTV with Liquipedia, with ESPN style coverage, with all this deep stats and analytics and like, we're going to like, you know, it's just going to be the number one place. And actually what happened is we tried that and we just found that it wasn't really what people wanted. And actually what people wanted was they wanted to read about the personalities. They wanted to understand what was going on in the space. They wanted to really kind of learn about the storylines and the connections and why two people were beefing on Twitter and not, not a 2000 word match report on why, I don't know, someone beat someone, you know what I mean? Like that, that was net people just aren't interested in that. Um, And then over the years, you know, we just covered COD at first and we attended all the COD. We, you know, we flew out to all the, pretty much all of the 2015, 2016, I felt pretty much all of the events went out to like interview the players. And back then there was no press room or even 2015, 2016, there was no press room (laughs) or interviews. I was literally just like carrying a camera around, going up to people, to players who I kind of knew through Twitter or I'd known from the past and going, or I'd seen them on the stage and just been like, can we do an interview? And like a lot of the time they'd be like, no. (laughs) <laughs> or so sometimes like, back then yeah so and uh, you know that you know obviously sometimes you have to convince them sometimes they wouldn't do the interview with you because you'd not put them in their top th- you'd not put them in the top three in the predictions or something like that as ridiculous as that um you know but we kind of did it and we just got all these interviews and you know even in the cod space people and then obviously we had that whole drama with reddit which you know I, in hindsight was my fault and kind of was a big mistake on my part but actually i think it was a good thing for certain that we've said this before but without reddit we were we had to re- understand how seo works how to, social media works <laughs> how to actually get clicks without just going on a forum and then getting a load of traffic let's let's talk um, about that then mike let's before we go any further because like i said there is such an amount of history with you we could be here for an hour right because we haven't even covered back when the X was a C yet, uh, because yeah. that's in my mind that's Deserto, and you guys had to rebrand. And we'll get we'll get to all of this. There is yeah. so much people don't really understand about your business and your world. Um, let's talk about the Reddit thing because that's super interesting to me in in what actually happened and the the turmoil. And I know it it was not the most fun of times for Deserto, um, but well, from your perspective, you know, tell I me don't what think so what what happened is we were obviously we were obviously going out to all this all these events spending all this money to attend all these events we didn't really have any sponsors at the time especially not in 2015 2016 um you know we were going out to all these events we were putting our like you know obviously we had like a limited amount of funding we weren't making anything from the website at the time or not enough um and we were putting it all on the line and we were like trying to Tend all these like we were staying in the worst possible hotels oh, ever. Yes, like, you were, yes. The Christmas worst specials. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we we'd kind of had this battle with Reddit where we were the only real site create at the time, apart from like there might be like one or two. We were the only real site at the time, kind of like creating this content around COD esports. And I felt I I was a bit frustrated at the time because I didn't think that the people on Reddit really understood that. And actually what they did is they just immediately were like, fuck those guys. 
um, you know, you can't submit your own, um, you can't submit your own content onto Reddit, right? Or you have to have this ratio thing. Yeah. And in my head, I was, and uh, and I admit I was wrong in this thinking. Is I was, I thought, well, why can't you do that? Why can't you do that? I don't have time to sit and post nine or whatever. The I think the ratio is not that bad actually, but so, yeah, I don't have I time mean, to sit and post. To be one in ten. Yeah, I think maybe they even did one in three, which obviously is nothing. But I was kind of like, who, what, why should, why can't I just post on this? I'm, I'm creating content. I'm creating, you know, I'm flying around the world to these events, trying to um, interview players and trying to f- find great content. And you guys are just ignoring it. So why can't I just post it on there? I shouldn't have to. And actually, what the, all that did is that just put the Reddit mods backs up, and they were just like, well, fuck you guys, which is fair <laughs> enough. And obviously then the reason we got banned is because I, I went on Twitter and I was frustrated because we'd posted it. I'd posted like an interview with Hex, I think. Yeah. And it got, tw- it got taken down straight away for some reason. Or I think because of the ratio thing. Yeah. So then I got just immediately, I was like, well, why is that being taken down? Like, so I went on Twitter and I said, um, can you, oh, D, yeah, D says he's been banned since 2014. So I went on and I said, why can't, why can't we just oh sorry i went on twitter and i posted on the main dessert account and it was up for about 10 seconds which is long enough and it said if anyone can post this dessert uh, anyone post this interview with hex on the dessert reddit uh, on the cod reddit sorry then it'll get then i'll give them three thousand game battle points or whatever the fuck yeah. it was at the time <laughs> I didn't know what it was. anyway obviously realized that was a stupid thing to tweet anyway so i took it down about 10 seconds but of course it was caught in that time before i know it there's this massive thread that says i've been banned then i mean to be fair we got a fair bit of publicity for it people were kicking off and i kind of just instead of and what i should have done when i first went on that reddit is i should have like tried to make friends with everyone but instead i had this like pretty cocky attitude and it just didn't work out for me and as a result got banned and i, was, I think we were banned on there for about three years it was a long time because yeah. i had many conversations yeah. myself um with reddit mods i'd be like come on it's been a while now like well look one of the guys that banned us he works for us now he's worked for us for like maybe three years he's one of my senior writers he's like you know he's one of my really valuable member of staff like <laughs> you know so i as soon as i kind of realized that i was actually being a dick then I kind of like sought to repair it and kind of like over the course of time, you know, stop trying to defend myself for what I did. And I'm, yeah. I'm not defending what I'm not defending what I did now. I actually, it was a mistake. Um, and then, yeah. So eventually I, um, eventually they agreed that other people could submit stuff. And then I think we can now, but we just don't. Um, just in case. Or, or every now and then we do. Cause like one of the, one of the top people on the forum is like one of our writers or on Reddit, sorry, is one of our writers. Yeah. Every now and then he'll post something if we, if we, if we think it's really like important, but otherwise we'll just let it get on there organically, which it does. But I still think it doesn't get on there as much as I, I would like, but then that's just the reality. And actually the views from that Reddit now, you know, is they don't really like the views from Reddit in general. I mean, you look at anything like CSGO, LOL, um cod like the, the views pale in comparison to getting something that's popular on google it's just nowhere near it's, it's interesting because you mentioned that because obviously like going down this path a little bit myself at the moment doing some content and stuff like how much but especially back in the day like how much that must have affected the server because back in the day they used to really move the needle a reddit post would move the needle in a positive way and obviously like you said you know you were trying to build something and 
what kind of like how devastating it was it to discern like i imagine there were some he- probably heated meetings like, yeah i mean shit. look it was like it was no it was just i'd, I'd realized straight away that i'd been an idiot and you know chris and josh obviously annoyed at me and that's <laughs> that was and that was fine but like it was just like right what we're gonna do like like everything that happens with deserto you know there's always something going wrong you know what i mean it's never it's literally never plain sailing it's there's always something happening yeah. there's always something like there's always a fire to put out somewhere but that's just normal for a business when you've got 70 staff all around the world when you've you know when you're creating content that's you know when you're creating content about stuff it's like especially stuff where people are accused of stuff or when you're covering what someone said and they get upset and post about on twitter because they've said something and we've reported what they've said and you know there's always something going on but i think that's just normal for any sort of business that's growing in our size yeah no i i fully understand and i suppose that's one of the the key reasons we're talking today right now I've obviously put it out with the tagline, this podcast with the tagline of everyone hates to say, oh, I know, yeah. Uh, People actually, I've had some troll like fucking messaging me saying, saying all this shit, but you know, whatevs. I mean, the funny, was it, uh, Clay sort of put fuck to say, recently? That's become oh, a well, kind of a meme itself, right? Well, yeah, exactly. So the the reason that came about is because I found out that he was getting dropped from Empire. Obviously, we're gonna, re- obviously we're gonna report on that. I knew you'd have yeah. something ready. I knew it was gonna be like, so I didn't. I actually didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say anything to him, which I, I'm glad I didn't because about two minutes after we posted, he posted this massive tweet longer. So if I'd tweeted it, we wouldn't have got that exclusive. So yeah. and nobody would have believed me that I'd had it. Um, <laughs> so. You know, it, this is just kind of the way it works. And actually, I think that people are unnecessarily upset about leaking. And if I was an organization, I'd be leaking stories left, right, and center about me because you get three ways. You get the, the double publicity, you get the leak publicity, yeah. as long as the contract, and then you get, and then once it's, and then it's people are and and not sure. And then people are like interested in your account and stuff. And then you get people, and then you get the actual announcement and then people then celebrate that. I don't get why people are so like, organizations if i was an organization i'd be slipping me i'd be slipping me i'd be slipping the deserto or whoever like <laughs> leaks all the time 100 percent. but maybe that's, that's just me being <laughs> just you plugging deserto right now yes. um yeah it, it's an interesting thing because yeah. you so really get some backlash like outrageous amounts of backlash when you break it doesn't though not if if you think of like if you think of the actual like amount of people that, that give backlash it's it's tiny in comparison to the actual amount of people that visit the site it's it's minute it's like you know like you might have like someone kick off but like the the amount of hate that is it's twitter is just a storm in a teacup people are so upset on twitter about absolutely everything they're never going to just tweet and be like oh just it was doing a nice thing when have you ever seen that like just like with any sort of like every publication it's almost no one ever no one ever sit and praises you don't go on bbc no one's ever sit and praises what they do nobody does like it's all you look at any of their replies it's oh i can't believe you wrote about this can't believe you wrote about that this is wrong this isn't right i can't believe this like twitter is just a storm and teacup and if you don't take it for anything other than that then you're gonna have mental health issues because you're gonna be (laughs) you're gonna be upset all the time and like you look at someone like ninja right he's obviously if ninja it's like look at his replies almost every single one he'll get thousands of replies on every tweet he does and they're all absolutely negative right a lot of them are negative i couldn't imagine what it's like to look at his twitter feed 
and actually, like in comparison, you know, if you if most of the time when Disturbed tweets, it's about the story. It's not about Disturbed. But occasionally you have someone like Clay who tweets "fuck Disturbed," and it's almost like <laughs> it's such a fun, <laughs> I think it's a great meme, and I don't even know why. I, I like enjoy it. it. I um, like it, but you know, I messaged Chris after, and I was like, "Come on, you you love us, really?" And he's like, "No, I don't." I was like, All right. <laughs> "Well, that's that's an interesting part." Like, I've heard stories of the part of players refusing to do interviews with so because of like, like you said before in the past, you know, either you've broken the story early or you've you've met tweeted about it. And the funny thing yeah. I've always said about the show is. Yeah, you guys put out a lot of content or about a stream of beef or about something that happened on stream or all this. And I'm like, still click it though. Like, I will still click a, yeah. an article. It's that thing about clickbait. Everyone goes, oh, it's clickbait. It's clickbait. No, no. Clickbait is something that you, you put in a title that doesn't well, happen. But you usually, credit to the server on this point, will have that thing in the article. Like, you're saying, oh, you know, well, exclusive you know something gone. You know what? We've actually changed. And this is, again, is a massive misconception of the server is that if you look at right in the past we all we did used to try and like bait's the wrong word but we used to always used to try to get people to click into the articles i'm yeah. talking like pre 20 probably like pre 2019 right we'd always try and like encourage people to click into the article by being like um you wouldn't we wouldn't say the player name in the tweet or we wouldn't say um we wouldn't say anyone was in the like well, I'm trying, what am I trying to say? I'm tripping on my words. We we would we would like basically bait people into clicking it by saying this information is going to be in the article. But actually, if you look now, what we do and what we've done for the last year, it's not like that at all. We actually put most of the information in the tweet. We actually started just you know we used to have clips in the article. We now actually just have the the clips in the tweets. So you can find out more information if you want. But actually, this notion that we're clickbait is actually it's completely like. I think it's completely undeserved. People don't actually, we don't actually clickbait at all. In fact, we're completely against it. And we, you know, if someone writes, if someone does a tweet and one of the writers and it, and they, and it, it seems a bit baity, we'll say that's too baity. You need to give more information because we realize the value of actually you tell a story on um, Twitter or social media or whatever, then those people are then going to find like, they're then going to retweet it. They're going to share it. And actually it'll get more, no, you know, it was more known for that than, and it's way more valuable for that than people actually clicking into the website. Yeah. And but when it comes to the titles, we're governed by how much Google kind of recommends. So if you think you've got to get everything into a seventy-two characters, right? Because yeah. that's the cutoff on Google. Then of course we're gonna we're gonna have to omit some of the information. But you want to get the, still to get the key keywords in there. But actually, I think the notion that a clickbait is completely outdated. And if you look at our content, it's not like that at all. No, no, like I said, yeah, something I was agreeing with. I think it's very interesting because people people will have this misconception about clickbait is just a catchy title, right? If you put out a, a thing, so an XQC, um, I don't know, punched his monitor, right? And you put that yeah. out as a title and then he has done it and it explains the context in the article. Well, that's unfortunately not clickbait. While you may want to click it because it's an interesting thing, you have done exactly what you, you said on the tweet. And I think that's, it's so interesting for Deserto in terms of the, you know, journalism and the way you go about it because 
people only ever like moan going, oh, why are you talking about what Scump had for breakfast? And I'm like, well, they don't really talk about that, right? <laughs> I know, like, yeah, that's literally like a completely made up article. And it's like, that's literally never, I think the worst thing we ever tweeted about Scump was something, and this again was in like 2016, <laughs> 2017, was something about him um, experiencing jet lag or something like that. And it was just basically like a funny article based around his tweets where he'd been yeah. traveling to an event and he thought he was going to die or something like that. It was just, it was just such a harmless piece, but like people are just people get so upset by the sale, so they just they just seething with anger. They're like, <laughs> "Oh my god, they just do so much clickbait!" And it's like, "Fuck off, get a life, get just chill out." People are so angry at shit on the internet, <laughs> and it's unbelievable. Like you think that I'm bothered that like like someone's put in the chat here about Crim was getting annoyed. Crim's annoyed about stuff we've done, right? Yeah, Crim's annoyed because we reported stuff from a certain angle, which was to almost he talked about we talked he talked about um huntsman in an interview and when he was talking about huntsman in the interview we then made the article and we probably asked him that question to be fair so in a way it's kind of like phrasing a storyline but who guess what people want storylines anyway so we, we phrased it around huntsman and dallas and there was some sort of like framed it as around what he'd said was an issue right or something like that yeah anyway and that's the reason he's upset and he's just upset because well that's the main reason i think i'm not even sure he feels like we've taken stuff out of context which you know if we have i mean it's not been a massive deal but you know he's he, he has result you know is is not interested so there you go I'm, I, and, I, and you know what? i'm i'm fine with ian like i'm fine with clister like you know clister will say Fuck to settle, but Mike's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, but there's another thing that people think that I'm. I write every single article on Deserto as well. People wow. have had this concept. You do that, I think you do? Like, <laughs> it's as if there's not like someone's person's name at the top. Do you think I've got time to write fifty articles a day, <laughs> ranging from TikTok to Call of Duty to, you know, we even started writing about some sort of like fitness and cars stuff. It's like, do you think I'm writing about all these things? Do you think I've got any involvement in that at all? It's like I'm. I'm the person overseeing it from the very top. It's mad that people think that I'm still writing everything. Does it bother you being a face? Well, I'm not really a face, am I? I mean, I mean, if Deserto had a face, it has to be. Well, I was trying to think who else it could possibly be. Like for me, I always think of it as. Well, yeah, I'm probably the I'm probably the face if you think like that, but only to a very small amount of people. Like to a very even, like a minute amount of people, I'm the face. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm the there's there's not many people that would know outside of the probably the Call of Duty community and maybe some <laughs> yeah that's true. like apart from that nobody's really like oh that's Mike Kenny he he owns the show yeah. they don't even know I own it sometimes they just think I work for them do you think like it's interesting you talked about like the Huntsman stuff right because going back obviously you knew back then that anything optic would move the needle right anything to do with scum nade hex. They move yeah. the needle more for DeSoto than anything else. Nowadays, I feel like you guys obviously don't need to do any of that. And that's probably why your attitude towards it all has changed. Because DeSoto is its own monster in terms of, you know, getting to the top of SEOs, uh, being yeah. dominating social media. Do you prefer it now that you feel like you can just be more honest and just cover things without having to worry about... Well, yeah, because the, the problem we had, right, is... Yeah. Back in the day when it was just me writing about stuff and it was, and I was just focused on Call of Duty, yeah. the problem you have is you're like, well, this gets views, so I'm just going to try and find a story out of absolutely anything. Yeah. And that that was almost like that was one of the problems. Like, But over the course of 
you know, the, the, over the last few years, especially, we've gone into such a diverse range that actually we we actually limit how much we discuss the topic or how much something's happening. But you know, back when we were covering Call of Duty, obviously we're going to cover absolutely anything that Optic did because they yeah. were the ones that got all the views. Like that's the normal thing to do. It's like yeah. if you know that if you if you know you're playing tennis, right, and you tennis Premier League, if you know if you're playing football and you your striker is going to score. Th- 50 goals a season you're going to put him up front like that's the same thing like it's it's crazy that people were bothered that we'd write about optic you know but then you know that's just the way it was but actually over time we've kind of it is a, it is nicer that we're not actually relying on one specific area because you know that means that we can cover things from and I actually think our college coverage now is way better than it's ever been because we are covering things from much from a higher level we're covering the big important news you know we're covering all these Warzone tournaments. We're covering all the anything that happens, even beyond the CDL. You know, we're trying to report it in a fair and balanced way. And in the past, we might have wrote more about, say, Huntsman, but we probably write more about. You know, we, we try to spread that more now, not through, not because we need to, but just because we don't have. To, we don't need to like. Well, sorry, we don't need to get the numbers from yeah. posting about, say, Optic, but. You know, we'll probably still. If you looked at the stats or something, I'm sure we'd probably still cover Huntsman stuff more <laughs> yeah. than others. But I mean, why wouldn't you? Let's let's talk a little bit about the the kind of the expansion of the Certa then, because there obviously was a point, or at least a heavy transitionary period, with going from being a small outfit to being a juggernaut. Now that there are steps along the way that have been remarkable for your working environment for how the business has conducted itself because i think i had a conversation with someone at the esports awards and i'm trying to remember who exactly it was from your deserto team but there was a lot of drinking going on um and they were talking about numbers per day on the website and they they even said you know just a year ago we were worried about hitting like a million clicks a day and then again on now on like our worst days it's like 1.5 um like what is that kind of that scale up done to just to DeSoto from 2015 well, and now. It just, I think it, it's allowed us to invest way more into like video. Uh-huh. It's allowed us to invest more into social. You know, we've done stuff like the acquisitions, like we took on Charlie Intel and Fortnite Intel. Um, we recently, you know, expanded a little bit more into the FIFA area. We're working with a site called Footwatch. Um, you know, we've expanded we've got this new like bunch of new socials that are all focused around like TVs and movies. We've got a bunch of socials that are focused around cars. We've got socials, you know, we've got socials coming out of our eyes <laughs> because <laughs> we've created and helped build this sort of big empire. So, you know, the clicks on the website, that's all well and good, but actually that's only like, it's almost like there's a, there's always a ceiling and it's like, you want to make sure that you spread and everything because one day Google, <laughs> Google or the website or whatever, you don't want to, you don't want to rely just on that. You want yeah. to rely, you know, you want to spread kind of like spread your eggs sort of thing. So yeah. we're trying to, we're just trying to expand a lot of different areas. Video is a big one for us. Um, obviously social, but the website's still key as well, but it's, you know, we, we just want to cover more areas. We want to cover, more topics we really want to be like you know i think we are to a lot of people like a destination where people can go and read about content they're interested in i mean yeah. when deserto first start like the deserto is pretty much what i want to read you know what i mean it's like yeah. esports but personality based it's there's a lot of entertainment stuff like about the tiktokers you know and all that stuff so 
yeah, it's like we've just been, we've just we're just trying to expand and just trying to be like bigger and better, and you know, all the money we make is always reinvested in back into the site. Like, you know what I mean? I don't live in a, I don't live in a mansion. I don't have, <laughs> I don't gonna... drive a, I don't drive a fancy car. Like, you know what I mean? Every single penny of Deserto, like anything that we make on Deserto, yeah, gets reinvested because that's what we're that's what we're about. We want to make sure that we've got like. We've got 70 staff around the world that's like a crazy thought to think like you know but it's a good number i i think one of the and i'll, I'll like here's the thing right so i am no stranger to giving people a hard time on a podcast ever but yeah this is one of the and I, but i've always said right credit where it's due if somebody does something good and i, I enjoy what they do i'll give full credit for it i when i spoke on you know because we, we discussed deserto at the esports awards panel right a one that you eventually went out to win right you yeah. guys were discussed, and I said, you know, there were other people in that conversation saying, "Hey, look, we need to really look at this this coverage website. They are doing incredible work." Um, did that mean a lot to you, the Esports Awards award? Like, I don't know how you feel about, you know, well, some people don't give a shit, right? <laughs> but was that like a, a just of, like, did it feel like a momentous occasion? Because obviously, I, I ended up actually giving the award to you. I had no idea before I got there that it was me giving yeah. it to you. Um, but like. To win an award from, you know, an industry panel within esports or something that you've worked on and has been a passion project for you from the very beginning, was it was it kind of like a, a vindication? Yeah, absolutely. I think like you when you win something like that, it's yeah. kind of like it's it's hundred percent validation of everything you've been doing because you know people people will shit on you on social media <laughs> and call you scum and all this sort of stuff, but people don't understand like how much work goes into Deserto behind the scenes, how many long hours we all work, like how much dedication the staff put into, and you know how much the staff like you know not everyone is like me and been involved in this industry for like fifteen years, and yeah. you know someone calls them out on Twitter, they're not like. They're not going to necessarily brush it off as well as I would, and you know that. So to to win was like massive for us. It was like, yeah, it was it was it was just kind of like we ticked that box. You know what I mean? And obviously, we'd love to win it again, and I hope we will this year. But you know, for us, it's like that was something that we we said in the so in twenty, which year was it? We won twenty nineteen. So yeah. in twenty eighteen, we were sat there and ESPN won. And you know, I remember Chris just saying, "Next year we're going to win it, and it's not—it's not even going to be—we're not going to go there even doubting that we've we've not won it." And that's kind of what we just put everything towards. So, you know, when it comes to the circle, we actually create a lot of esports content when it doesn't actually get that when it actually doesn't do that well views wise. But what we do is we create that content because we understand the value that brings to people. We understand the value that that esports content is is going to play in a wider role and we know that eventually when esports gets huge you know that's also something that's going to kind of be in our back pocket that we've kind of kept in it and we've you know but yeah. we we actively will recruit for games that we know that isn't going to get too much traction compared to covering like more mainstream topics but we'll cover it because we we are dedicated to esports and i think that's all that's always forgotten i think as people are like you know, oh, you just have to click. Well, if we just have to click, we just absolutely would not write about esports. Put it that way. Yeah, that's. I think that's very true. Actually, I think one of the things that really and and further your point, right? One of the things that I know, um, people are very enthusiastic of, or, or you know, have spoken to 
a good version of the show is the fact that you brought on, you know, esports writers that knew what they were talking about. Very yeah. good articles in terms of like Richard Lewis, right? Yeah, you absolutely. brought him on board, and it, it's kind of like if you're bringing on journalists of his caliber, you know, to do the serious articles as well as the ones that move the needle. Um, it obviously speaks volumes to you know how Deserto sees itself in the in the wider space, and I think that's it's a very good thing for, and I think that's one of the reasons like people were so happy you won at that award. Yeah, because you know it is it is valid that Deserto has a very big voice in the space. Um, and you know you yeah. guys have been here for an awful long time. Yeah, well, yeah, and I think you know we love having people like Rich on board, you know, because he's just. Again, you know, it's it's part validation, but also he just brings that experience. He has that knowledge, like you know, he's he's a super interesting person, and you know, yeah, we always want to bring on great talent, and you know, we've got some more people in the pipeline that will be announced over the next few months, and you know, we're going to continue to do that, and that's what we want to do. We want to have the biggest and best names from the esports industry as well as other industries, like you know, branching out into streaming or YouTube as whatever. We want the biggest and best names on the show. You know, that's why we started doing the um the columns on the show because we wanted to give like pro players a voice where they not really had it before mm-hmm. um and not you know most pro players aren't going to be able to you know write a big feature that and get across what they feel but if they can you know if we can help them to do that then that's that's kind of like that's that's what we've been working towards you know what i mean no i, I get that i think one uh <laughs> so this is a, an interesting one you you spoke about all the verticals you're spinning up as a server, right? Now yeah. that is obviously taking you further and further away. You personally, by the way, further and further away from where you were involved in the business. Because like you said, back in the day, writing articles, going to events, doing camera work. Yeah. I've remarked to the the original Deserto lads and saying, I never see you at events anymore. You're always sending crews now. Um is, is this another kind of a move away again for you in terms of like are we gonna see Mike Kent in a suit? in a boardroom and then never seeing him anywhere else because that feels like where it's going, right? Like as a company gets bigger and you have more verticals to take care of, you have less opportunity to to do the news and more more kind of responsibility to dictate how the company runs. Well, so I'm the head of content at Deserto, yeah. so I cover absolutely everything across all of it. But actually what's happened like in the last, at least in the last six months is we've actually been hiring like people who can do that suit in the boardroom style stuff. And it's not to say that I won't do some of that, but we've been hiring, you know, infrastructure around DeSoto and operations so that we've got people who like, you know, that this is like me and given the chance to me to do more content and actually get back out and do more stuff like okay. podcasts and shows. So, you know, I've just started a show with Richard Lewis about influencers. Um, I've just started the Charlie Intel podcast with um, Keshav, who's the guy behind Charlie, who, who was one of the co-founders of Charlie Intel and, who came across with with Charlie Intel when we bought them? Uh-huh. No, I've just started a podcast with him. Um, I'm trying to do some like small social stuff. I might even do just a, like a podcast on my own, Bryce Brycecast style. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but better, I imagine, but, way better so actually, than this. <laughs> yeah, so actually, I'm I'm actually trying to get back more involved in content because okay. there was a stage where I stepped back. But the reason I stepped back is because it was through necessity. Through you know, we didn't have that infrastructure in Deserto, but. You know, especially over the last six months, we brought in some amazing people who really helped us sort of like run f- in the back end way better. You know what I mean? We, yeah. I should I should never be dealing with adverts. You know what I mean? That's that's mad. I should you know what I mean? I'm a moron. Like I shouldn't be dealing with them. I should, you know. Um. So yeah. 
we're, uh, but yeah, so we, you know, my job in DeSoto is the head of content and I'm the one that helps develop the overall strategy from the top. And, but one thing that's always going to be the case is I'm always going to be heavily involved when we, and DeSoto will always, always, as long as I'm involved anyway, always be involved in esports even if it lost us money, which it doesn't. But even if it did, we'd still be involved in esports. We'd still yeah. back it. We'd still have writers. We'd still have the big names because we are fully behind it. And I think that, you know, we, we've committed to esports and we'll always be known for our esports because that's that's a passion, especially of mine, is yeah. esports. So why wouldn't it be? Well, you I, know what I mean? Yeah, people forget that you've been around for a long time with that. And we, we'll go on to that in just a second because there, there is a whole history before this that people will ignore. Um the question I wanted to ask you is, what is the worst backlash you've ever received for DeSoto? What, it, <laughs> what it's done? Like, is there a, a moment where a pro player has gone berserk or an organization has gone berserk? Because I know this happens, right? I've spoken to other journalists. Remember when I did another podcast? I think it was uh, Richard Lewis and Adam Fitch. We spoke about journalism. We spoke about what happens behind the scenes and how you can be blacklisted from orgs and TOs. Is there anything yeah. that kind of comes to mind of something that where you went really badly wrong or blew up without expect- expecting it? Um, I mean, not really. I, I'm pretty. I, I, I would. I wouldn't say I put my foot in it. I'm pretty. I, I don't really express too many opinions on social media. <laughs> I think we've like we've messed. We've obviously just like with any site, we've made mistakes with articles before, but we've always tried to rectify those. Um, but I, I can't really think of any significant backlash. Um, oh, I want to hear Callum's in the chat. Well, let's see what Callum thinks he's in the chat. I don't know what, maybe Hastro when he kicked off, but I don't think that was like. That... I was going to say your response. To... Oh, yeah, that was it for Gazy. So oh. I can't remember the exact story, but I think one of the one of the writers who wasn't really that into COD, but he was just covering COD for some reason. Yeah. He, he, um, he wrote about a COD player called Fugazi, which obviously wasn't a real person. <laughs> and, no. and that just blew up. So that always, that I think that meme still appears on Reddit sometimes. I think people don't even realize that it was our mistake. But yeah, that was, uh, that, that, that was, the, that was definitely a mistake. That was a funny mistake. I think um, I missed that one. I never, I never knew that actually happened. That's brilliant. Oh yeah. That was pretty oh, embarrassing. But that. you know what? You've got to laugh at those things. Cause it's like, why would you be upset? Like, it, it to be fair it wasn't like a I'd, I'd feel upset if we did like a post that was wrong about someone yeah and you know affected their character but you know thinking that it was a makeup made-up player called Fugazi that's just <laughs> that's just a right at making a mistake that's brilliant um people right, are talking and about Hastro, that and the Hastro the Hastro thing yeah well, that was that was just because he was annoyed that we'd I think again is it like people think that the people like me, Chris, Josh, Nico, we, we're like controlling exactly what's said in editorial, which just yeah. isn't true at all. Because I mean, I'd never have any time to do anything else, um, even sleep. So we'd done like a power rankings for yeah. um, the season and we'd put Dallas, I think it's second, in, and Huntsman in at first. Yes, yeah. Um, and Hastro lost it on Twitter. but And then we just had a bit of a back and forth as Rab said, got myself in uh got myself in a thumbnail on his <laughs> thing because I called him out. But then me and Mike sorted it out behind the scenes. It was all good, you know. I, I'm a big fan of Hastro, always have been. Like I love that everything he's done, you know, I've known him since like two thousand and seven or something yeah. stupid. Like, you know, but you know, that it was just a kind of hit we there was just a bit of uh frustration boiled over onto Twitter and 
but it's all it was resolved within like a couple of hours you know what i mean oh it's had memes for months though um it's interesting right because this is another point of your personality i want to put up i think the position you're in now uh especially on social media mike is that you uh, and, and, and there's no eloquent way to put this i just think it's like fuck off he's he's basically your response when people give you shit right <laughs> it's very well, easy like and it, it, that's very blunt way to put it but like when you react to people on socials it's not like you're going oh maybe you're, you're just like no i don't give a shit you're an idiot like you don't hold back in terms of addressing criticism in a very blunt term maybe i don't know i because the only people i generally respond to are like fucking idiots you know what i mean like <laughs> People who are just so, just clearly morons that it's like, yeah. well, of course I'm just, and sometimes, it, you know, I've, like I say, I've been on like forums and in the scene since like, I mean, I first did a, played a competitive game back in like 2003, I think, yeah. playing Rainbow Six. Like I've just, and there was like different forums and different stuff. I've just, le- I'm a massive troll. Like I'm, I'll wind up anyone. So if, if I can see that someone's bothered by me, I'll just try and like poke the bear a bit and see like how much responses I'll get and. I had someone the other day sending me um, like messages saying "kill yourself," and I literally oh, just replied like "ha ha" for like five minutes, and then I don't think he even replied to me. So I don't know. I just I like winding people up. I like to I like to yeah. You know, it's just kind of in my nature to kind of poke fun at people, and I don't know I, on social media as well. It's like I don't need to I don't need to like validate myself. I don't need to be like. I don't know. I don't need to win any fans. Whether yeah. I have a popular Twitter account or not is never going to determine the success of the set or not. No, that's, that's right. That's, that's, that's completely fair. I, you know, I just thought it was interesting that you're basically a no-nonsense approach to Twitter. You really don't care to pander uh, when you don't have to. Somebody attacks you first. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the... Pre- I, usually cut, I usually cut it short. Like, I won't normally go at it with like a big content creator. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see the point in that. If A lot of the times I'll if someone like tries to have a go on twitter i'll i'll message them like privately and be like what's up like why do you talk like if there's an issue with an article or something i'll be like what's up how can i help like if you actually speak to people who've had an issue with deserto and spoke to me 99 percent of the time i've resolved it like either by editing the part of the article or rephrasing it or you know whatever if something's wrong on deserto i'll fix it 100 night almost all the time but and that's what people should do if they ever spot a specific mistake on Deserto, they should just contact me and I'll fix it. <laughs> but when it comes to um, when it comes to trolls and so, like if someone just clearly just like is just desperate for that like from their favorite COD pro player, that favorite COD pro, pro player that's probably like a friend of mine, and they're just so upset, and it's like they'll just say anything <laughs> to try and get you a rise out of you. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, sometimes I just. Just like to fuck with those people, especially after the cluster thing. That was hilarious. Oh, I imagine. I, I don't even ever want to see your your mentions because I can't imagine the problem with your with with the certain you know your mentions is it, is it can only really be negative towards you. Nobody's ever like messaging you going good article, Mike, clapping you on the back. Some people do, you know. Do they? Some people do. I can yeah. only imagine it's. Mostly you know what? I've, I you go to an event, right? And I cannot tell you the amount of people, like high profile people, that will come up and be like they'll like admit that they read DeSoto and they're actually like, you know, they'll say really good things about us and, you know, and they don't have to. It's not like, it's not, sometimes it's not even like, you know what I mean? There's obviously some people that don't as well and you can tell, and some people might say they get like, Clayson will happily say it in my face what he doesn't <laughs> like about DeSoto and I kind of respect that. 
but there's also a lot of people that will come up and like say nice things about DeSoto and be like, oh, you know, I enjoy reading this, I enjoy reading that. Like, you know, I'm constantly reading it, blah, blah, blah. And actually, I think a lot of people, there's this misconception that everyone hates DeSoto. It's just not true at all. There's, <laughs> some people definitely hate DeSoto. And some people only hate DeSoto because they think their favorite content creator hates DeSoto, but they actually don't. I think a lot of content creators, like, secretly get a bit gassed getting on DeSoto. As long as it's for a reasonable reason. Like, they're like, yeah, that's publicity, right? Being reported in the news is publicity regardless. Yeah, I don't, I don't get why people don't want to be on DeSoto. Like, <laughs> the people pay a lot of money to have their brand on DeSoto, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to have... Why wouldn't you want to feature on there? Like, why wouldn't you... Why wouldn't you want to be seen by millions of people? Why wouldn't you want... Your, like, if I was... Again, if I was a content creator, like a pro player or if I was a streamer or an influencer, I'd be messaging like people at like DeSoto and all the time and be like, check this out, check this angle out. Like, oh, there's this part of this story that could be interesting. And some people do. And that and actually you, you, you won't ever know, but a lot, there is times that we've created content quite a few times we've created content because people have messaged us and said, what do you think about this? And we'll go, oh, sweet. Yeah. We'll use that. Can we get a quote? Blah, blah, blah. Like use DeSoto to your advantage. We're like, we're we, we always looking for something interesting if you've got an interesting clip or story or you know we'll, we'll push it out there because we want good content on the site i'll bear that in mind mike i will bear that in mind yeah <laughs> um if you exactly right here's that's an example price right say you the, the last thing i want is say you came to me with this interview right yeah and you just went here's an interview i'd be like right that's going to take time to look through like yeah, yeah. fine if you can go all oh, right here that here's here, there's a story here at this point there's a story here at this point or the story here at this point what maybe one of those and then you can say to a writer all right go look at this because you don't want them to sit through a whole two-hour podcast and then be like oh it's not worth anything yeah you know you want them to if you give you know help help to sit or help <laughs> whatever company that you send it to whoever else is covering like give them the help them be like give them the storyline <laughs> no <laughs> you know I, I, mean? I fully understand it's, it's like uh it's the hastro interview uh on here for like an hour and you you know you quoted the clip and it was about him addressing the 5v5 to 4v4 thing something that hadn't really yeah. come out that's it i know exactly what you mean in that regards because there are large parts of things especially long-form content like this right a podcast that is not as interesting to the casual viewer especially you know my my yeah. interests go a bit more into the in-depth of the business side of it but and we'll say in jokes and obviously people don't want to hear it in jokes they don't know what it means um but it's it's very interesting for me the way that people react sometimes to to journalism because there are and I think I saw actually it was earlier someone called you the paparazzi of, yeah. of, <laughs> that, was of the guy, that was the guy I replied to and I went oh that's weird that's the kind of thing I'll do because he's called me a freelance photographer that's yeah. what he's called me there so I replied and said and then he started calling me a leech which <laughs> is hilarious it is mad it is mad let's talk about let's let's switch tracks right because. DeSoto came back in 2015, like you said, as something else than what it was, because I remember you and Chris Marsh and Josh and all that from the original DeSoto, the DeSoto before this DeSoto, the OG yeah. C instead of an X. Um, quick question, the rebrand, um, was that uh, a rebrand because it was a new generation of DeSoto? Or I think the other thing I heard was something about the copyright. There was another another website with well, DeSoto or something. So the, the problem with the problem we had with DeSoto with a C is, and you know DeSoto this DeSoto and the old DeSoto with a yeah. C is, you know it's like a totally 
different um company it's not really anywhere affiliated it's not we didn't use the old site we didn't like it obviously is affiliated in terms of we all owned it at the same time as well but it was it was just basically created as something brand new so you know obviously the twitter came over but the the logo came over as well right and the logo came over but actually what Deserta was a forum you know that it was a it was a forum for competitive Call of Duty players you know very we did some forum. news on it I mean yeah it was toxic great forum. forum but very good yeah oh, super <laughs> toxic yeah uh, and it was even more toxic when I left that was key because um, I was I, I controlled the forum and the moderators but then when I left it kind of went a little bit awire so um, yeah so when it basically the problem with the word Deserta with a C is that it's actually a Latin word so what you'd what we found is that a lot of people had used the word Deserto for stuff. So there's someone had made a company. There was that Deserto Esports, which was like a PC COD team. There was, you know, we couldn't get Deserto.com. So we thought, well, what's the best? The solution here is we switch to the X. It's like a fresh start. It's totally brand new. You know, it wasn't really anything carried up. We ha- we tried the forums for a couple of months, but eventually we just turned it off. So it's basically just a total fresh restart, but it just kind of had some of the same people that were involved to sell. So it's very different. It, you know, it's not, the, it's not the same thing effectively. Yeah. It's like, you know, as much as it is, it's kind of just the same people rather than the same website. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, no, it, it does. I think it's just, I mean, especially now, right? A lot of new generation come with no idea that the so how big yeah. the so used to be, especially for European Call of Duty back in the day. Like that history is still always going to be there for me. I was on the Deserto forums. I had terrible times on the Deserto forums. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, you know, there's 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 specific threads that I I am glad you've turned that forum off. But um, you know, you guys back in the day were responsible for uh, montages. You you guys had the rule sets you used to bring out for European Call of Duty, which were yeah. much better than the American rule sets. You know, and and you well, guys yeah, were... but like that was literally all the, you know, like all the big to- all the tournaments that played in Europe played with Deserto rule sets. Like it was the Deserto rules. It was a committee of like professional players, and you know that would kind of decide like a gentleman's agreement now but it was just more transparent and it so like for the biggest example of all of that is during black ops one the famas was immediately taken out and it made it amazing like black ops one was one of the best games that i've ever like esports because of that like because it was like that that different slightly different meta yeah um well we'll have questions the american (laughs) we uh we'll have um questions in the chat now but we're gonna i've got a few more for you um i kind of want to ask you about the the older days versus the nowadays because you spoke before and i always think this is hilarious and i mentioned it as an in joke a christmas special hotel right back in the day when you guys were going around bare bones you know sitting on uh like just not having press areas staying at the worst hotels there's so much call of duty esports history like i know if i if i remember correctly i think it was call of duty xp back in 2016 no press area just like high tables and stalls but like um, just crowded on them. Yeah, so it, I mean that was I mean that to be fair that was even better than it was. But yeah, it was literally like high tables. And what happened at every XP or event at the time, or COD champs is every COD champs event it had, it was that you just have all suddenly have all this media there that yeah. was like they weren't you know they weren't normally a, a normal COD event. But do you mean XP in? I mean, no, I don't mean so. Twenty thirteen was the first yeah, one. So twenty thirteen was XP. The the, the Wasn't second twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. There's so many. Um, 
yeah, because no, 2013 was Black Ops 2, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm getting these all confused. There's so many. The second XP, I remember you guys sitting around the yeah. tables in LA. Um, but it's it's also the point, like, I've seen, I suppose it's kind of a personal thing, right? I've seen where you guys have come from and how much you guys put up with in the old days, right? And and this is yeah. obviously, you know, you can talk about the Norbrek. You could talk about the, the situations you've been in. I found it very funny when I've seen some of the hotels you've had to stay at to cover these events. <laughs> um, I think I actually just I only I took one offline recently that it was it was a, a vlog, and it was in South Carolina. So I turned up and um, it was like it was it was freezing as well in South Carolina, in Myrtle Beach for UMG. It was absolutely freezing there, and um, we went up. I went in and I went to the hotel, and it was like. It was a pretty bad place. And then I went upstairs and I read all the reviews online. It was like bed bugs and all this stuff. I was like, oh my God. So I went in, first room I went in, like there was just like a light layer of dust across the bed. Like it normally oh, been in there for months, which I don't think they had. Um, and I was like freaking out about it. And I thought there was shit in the bed. So I went downstairs and I said, can I have another room? And she gave me another room and it was like on the, almost on the top floor. And for some reason in this place, it was like a motel, but outside but it was raised. So you're walking up the upstairs outside in these corridors. And there was like, it seemed like there's blood marks on the wall. I got to the door. It was like, um, the door had been smashed in. I'm, I'm pretty, I think I unlisted the video, so I don't think you can get it. I've, now. But I've seen the video. It's, it's it got like 42,000 views weirdly, That's like surprising. from, because I put the title as worst hotel in Myrtle beach. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and at the time I'd had a cold. And then when my cold cleared, all I could smell was this like thick, smoke and it was like oh it's disgusting next day i just ran chris and i said don't care what it costs we've got to get out of here like it was so bad <laughs> and that was that was so standard back in the day as well right because when you've got uh, to kind of factor in the cost of doing all this and you know you guys didn't have an infinite pot of money um it's one of these ones where like i said it was a chris marsh special he would he would go and find yeah. the cheapest hotel in the area to stay at so it must have been. It must be one of those like you see all the players staying at these nice, you know, plazas and everything, and you'd spend all your time yeah. there. You'd be at the plaza. You wouldn't be back at your hotel. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing now you don't travel that much. You know, you probably see it through rose tinted glasses. But I'm also guessing that you are very much glad that, that part of your career is over. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it it's kind of like it didn't it didn't matter. You know what I mean? It was just like something to do. But like it it, it didn't matter because you got to travel and you got to go places and. You know, it, it it did suck sometimes when you're in a shit hotel, but you can look back now and laugh at it, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's that's pretty funny. But, yeah, it's just one of those... Um, it's one of those things where it's like, it's just the story. You have to do it. Like, you have to do... You have to have sacrifices to, like, get yeah. get there sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, if you're already spending a shitload of money to travel across, then you don't want to then have to, like, you know spend shitloads of money on hotels or whatever especially with events where the, all the hotels would already be booked out and stuff like that i mean but back back when i first ever started doing deserto with a c i actually paid myself to events to cover the events for deserto so i'd pay for everything you know what i mean yeah. and i know there's a few people that have done that even recently um there's a few like journalists i know that paid when their company wouldn't pay them to go they just paid themselves yeah and like i've seen those people then go on to do be bigger and better things i think people who put it out on the line like here's a great example right of someone who put everything on the line 
uh, or, or basically like funded themselves to events and now it is in a great position so do, do you know Hector right his his videographer Matty right yeah so I was at an event in Anaheim I want to say in 2017 or 2018 right I'm not sure he dms me saying I've got a camera at the event do you want help and I was like all right fine like sure I could do with some help because at the time I was just doing it one man so he came along he helped me and then next event he was like oh I can help you again and he would like pay himself out to the event I think the first couple he did with us he'd like pay himself out to the event himself because we didn't have any money so he'd pay himself out to the events and then eventually we'd be like all right we'll pay for your hotel Uh, we'll pay for the flight and maybe the hotel you can stay on the floor or something and like for look for like a year or something he he basically just worked for dessert for free like taking pictures doing videos like like just at these events and then eventually we started paying him a little bit and then eventually we like like paying him and and then after that we were like well when Hector was looking for videographer we were like well you've got to hire Matty like he's the man you know and he's, he's worked for him now for like a couple of years and that just shows you he kind of like put himself out there and like didn't care that he wasn't getting paid he just he got the opportunity to like you know get him because I was obviously meeting like all the different pros and I could get him like access to people and whatever like you know I helped him out you know taught him hopefully taught him a few lessons I don't know he might he might disagree <laughs> but you know I basically without he, he, who knows how he would have got into the scene if it wasn't for the fact that he basically put it out on the line and like dedicated himself to uh, what to call it like dedicated himself to to doing something for free or even paying for it himself, yeah. like at the very start. No, I, I fully understand it. Like I said, you know, I've, I've been down a very similar path myself, Mike. You know, I remember sleeping yeah. on floors at, you know, in Telford and stuff and all oh, that, yeah. ki- all that kinds of stuff. Um, here's, here's one, a very quick one because I forgot to mention this about the, you know, Hex's involvement in DeSoto because that seemed to happen and then unhappen. And it probably yeah. was a longer period of time than I remember. It felt like six months. It may have been a year. Um, what actually happened there? Like, because obviously that was big news when Hex come on board. Yeah, I mean, what when he? Do you mean when he left? So you, you are kind of, you know, first of all, how did Hex come on board, and then you know oh, what yeah, happened well, and he ended up leaving? So we'd known Hex from like back in the day when he'd come over yeah. for the EGL events with Optic, um, and Chris and Josh knew him especially because Optic, because they were running EGL events at the time. Yeah. So they knew each other, and basically the we'd always just stayed in touch. And I think he liked it because a lot of people always like, you know, when you're a famous, quote, you know, famous, quote, unquote, you know what I mean? When he, he's famous in this scene anyway. Yeah. Like when, when you're popular and people know you, like people always like suck up to you or like they're always just like overly nice where we just treat them like anyone else. We'd like take the piss out of him. We joke at his expense. He'd joke at our expense. Like it was, you know, we didn't treat him like he was someone famous. And I think he liked that about us. So he was just always like, oh, basically like friends with you know he always just kept, we just there was a natural friendship there because he was just like what you know one of, one of us sort of thing and then in in obviously the in 20 and i'd been going out to events and i'd seen him there and stuff and actually hector is one of the you know one of the big milestones for deserto was like back in 2015 or 2016 when he got when we he basically took shares in deserto and we got the optic um intel account yeah on twitter which had like nearly 100,000 Twitter followers that were all interested in Call of Duty news. A lot of them about Optic, which as you can see, was one of the reasons that we did that. We covered yeah. Optic a lot because we had a, this fan base. And we converted that account into Deserto Intel yeah. and covered Call of Duty news off it. 
and that was massive for us. But so yeah, he just was always kind of in the background. We'd kind of talk to him, we'd get advice off him about stuff. You know, he, he didn't really have any sort of um input on day to day because I just wasn't, you know what I mean? That's just he was doing his own thing. He had optic, he, you know, had all these other businesses he was doing. So yeah, he just kind of he, he just came on board because we did that initial trade. And then yeah, we just kind of were just friends and yeah, he he kind of believed in us. I think it was almost like a show of like support for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I 100 uh, percent understand that. So when he when he left, I think like one of the reasons that was kind of, or at least I understood it. I think that it was a uh, you know he you bought essentially he you bought him out of well not you personally yeah. but to sort of bought him out of the company. Um, yeah, we we it was like obviously like it was something we talked about for a while yeah. just because it was like you know it's obviously people kept bringing it up that he had shares in DeSoto and that he, you know, that we were biased because that reason and blah, blah, blah. So we were like, you know, he was, he was, I think he was sick of people saying it. We were sick of people saying it. And like, he made obviously enough weight. Like he doesn't need any money. He made enough money from, um, he made enough money from, from, from selling optic and like his current role and stuff like that. So he didn't really need to have that affiliation either. So, you know, we just kind of like came to a mutual agreement on, on on parting ways but yeah we still speak you know on a regular basis and yeah he's he's all good i'm sure <laughs> we'll be involved and we'll probably do something with him in the future as well you know that's fair enough uh, all right let's have a quick look at the questions of chat and i'll kind of bring these as uh as easy as i can because sometimes they're really either open-ended or horrific um some yeah. of us favorite deserto forums mod can you even remember all the mods back then um yeah i guess so uh it's like a really niche question yeah, it's a really niche question. I don't I didn't have a favorite. There you go. You didn't have a favorite. Um I'm I gonna... was I was my favorite mod. I uh, I've got one I actually want to interject here. What was your best day at DeSoto? Your best day. The best day. Yeah. A day that sticks in your memory is like either this was just a fantastic day in terms of numbers or uh deals you um... had done or sponsorships or I don't know, maybe you just had a really nice buffet that day at work. Um, <laughs> what is your best um, answer? It's not an easy the, question, but it's a, it's a good one. Winning the esports awards, that was one of them. He's got the hug, mate. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah I got to hug you. Um, you know, before COVID and all that. Yeah. Uh, no, winning the esports awards, probably one of my biggest achievements, like one of the best things, because again, it was that kind of validation of everything we do, blah, blah, blah. Um, when we, had, when we first, first opened the office, in london oh, okay. that was pretty cool because it was like and there's you know i went down there and there's you know we had staff in there working and stuff and it was kind of like that's when it to me it was like oh shit this is fucking real like you know what i mean this is this isn't just a bunch of people working online and we're just kind of doing something this is like this is this is this is actually pretty cool you know what i mean yeah uh all right this one i'm, I'm changing the, the story of this one um if people did want to break stories to you, what's the best way to get like an anonymous story or a story to DeSoto for them to break? So you can either email press at DeSoto.com and that'll go to um, like all the staff. Yeah. If you want to be more discreet, you can always email me and that's mike.ken at DeSoto.com and I can always find, you know, and that if there's a discre- if there's a discreet story, I can then pass it on to the relevant person to be yeah. like, this you know can you write about this story and that's often what happens is you know say an org's got like a big move that they don't want anyone they don't want to share it with the, yeah. everyone they'll email me and then i'll find the appropriate person oh that's fair uh adam if is in here he says what's one vertical to so isn't in yet that you think has potential 
Ooh, uh, probably music um, or sport. Okay. I think that both of those areas are like massive, and you you know you you only want to undertake it if you have like a serious amount of resource to do it. Yeah, but I definitely think like sport and also music they're two massive areas where it's like there's so many big names you know we've got the infrastructure well we'll obviously keep building the infrastructure but that they'd be the two areas that i think would be if we did it it would be we'd have to like it wouldn't just be like you know for example at the moment we're doing stuff with like um influencers that are like uh drive cars and stuff so like that's because I'm personally interested in cars. So I was kind of watching all these YouTubers who were like talking about different subjects and there's all these unique storylines. And I kind of spotted some trends that you'd have with say that we kind of already report on with TikTokers or YouTubers or whatever, or like gaming YouTubers. So I was like, you know, the cars one I kind of got into, but, and we've only done that really with like a few articles. Like we've got a guy does it full time now, but we started here and there, but if we went into music or we went into, um, we went into music or we went into sport, we'd have to like really, you know, you'd have Definitely. to hire like four or like six people just to cover that one vertical. Like you'd have to have dedicated social people. You need a social, like in order to do it, you'd have to, those would be the two big areas. I think music and sport. Yeah, I can say that. I can say, and people say, I'll just start covering it. But like, I obviously you can't do it like half hearted. And I suspect, yeah. you know, with the expansion you guys are doing anyway into new verticals right now, that you kind of want to get those stable before putting yeah. in more resources to cover other things. I look forward to the day to so you know spins up even more verticals and you're sitting there like with just uh, just probably stressed, <laughs> just uh, trying, yeah. having to delegate right. parts. Yeah, <laughs> just like oh god, I've got to cover so I think, much. I think one thing we'll always try and do is those. As I said before, we always want to sort to be known for like esports, gaming, yeah. and kind of streamer culture. That's that's always going to be the core. So you know, how we spin out into other areas, whether that's through new brands or whether it's whatever we don't know yet. You know, it's there's always a lot of ideas. It's just about one thing you said there is, is sustainability. Like we are, we're not, we don't have massive VC funding or anything like that. Um, me, Chris, Josh and Nico, we own almost 90% of the company. We, you know, are profitable as a business. So we're, we we are trying to grow sustainably rather than like super fast, basically. No angel investors. That's that's fair. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, this question is actually from Odie. Uh, when did the Serto start? And he's put, he guessed 29, uh, 2009, not 2019. It's 2008, I believe. 2008. Um, yeah, 2008. Oh. So that was because what happened, it was that I was running the team identity forums and they were the team at the time that actually joined OD at Dignitas. That's a little, so I was the manager of that team. We had two teams that attended XL. I want to say three or four. I can't remember actually now which one it was. One of the XL events in Birmingham. It was like the first European Call of Duty event. And it was 5v5. And um, our team identity won. And that was the team with like Rumsey, South, um, Positive. And actually, interesting story, those guys. I'll go back to it in a second. <laughs> Rumsey, South, Positive, um, Thalix, and Deadbringer. So Thalix was the one that eventually started DeSoto uh-huh. with a C. Um, as the forum and his brother created the design for the logo um but he um but he uh yeah so they so he i left basically to go live in france so the team identity forum kind of shut down and the reason it shut down as well is because 
the team signed with Dignitas because it was like that was what we were always trying to do is just move on to a bigger team. So they signed with Dignitas with OD um, and then Thalix started to sit over the seat uh, as the form very initially. And then a couple of months later when I was in France, I kind of started writing news articles on it and that's kind of how I initially got involved. But one interesting thing about that Team ID team back in 2008 is that um, South is now our insurance broker for the so oh really wow yeah and positive is actually hires uh so he runs a recruitment firm and he hires um staff for us occasionally um so when we're looking to like headhunt staff in like sales and tech and stuff like that he's the he's the guy we go to so yeah it's kind of it's weird that that whole full circle you know I mean, we've always said esports is a small circle. Turns out you guys are continuing to give it that way. Yeah. Um, all right, very last question, because I was going to hit the last one, but I mean, this one's too good from Zav. What does Chris Marsh even do anymore other than collect a paycheck? You know, Chris Chris does everything that no one else wants to do. That's <laughs> he, he literally does absolutely everything. So, everything, you know, like he does all the accounts, he does all the odd jobs, you know, he does everything from organizing website development to um, organizing ST people to uh, like just legal stuff he does a lot of the legal work with the lawyers so he basically just does all the shit jobs poor chris <laughs> very much poor chris all right well i think we'll uh we'll wrap it up there because i know you're a very busy man and i appreciate you giving me your time um any last thing you want to say to people listening to this or watching this on youtube just yeah shout out and you know feel free to get in touch my dms are open on twitter <laughs> i do actually reply to people so if anyone's any and i often give advice to people that ask for it so if anyone wants any advice anyone wants any you know has any questions about deserto or has any issues with deserto then please dm me because i'm more than willing to uh have a look and yeah get back to you on whatever it is Ah, that's fair. Like I said, I'll probably end up hitting you up myself just to uh, yeah. just to talk about content nowadays. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Mike. Like I said, I appreciate it. And I still feel like we could probably do another one of these in six months and have all new topics to talk about because, like I said, yeah. when you've got that log in esports, you can, we'll go down the rabbit hole and we will go down the rabbit hole at some point. Um, but I appreciate you giving me your time, man. Like I said, you know, massive congratulations to Serta once again on the esports awards. You guys deserve it. And uh, and I, I wish you all the best in your, your future endeavours. Cheers, Bryce. Peace. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, everyone who is watching this. If you're watching on Twitch, I appreciate it. If you're watching on the YouTube, please give us a subscribe. Also, make sure to follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're doing this every week, maybe twice a week if I you know, find enough guests. But thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.